Hello, and welcome to the Pest Control Marketing Podcast with your host, me, Hal Coleman, uncensored and unplugged. Pay attention, take lots of notes, because you're going to find out exactly how to get more new customers, more referrals, and grow your business. Hal Coleman has been active in the pest control industry for over 40 years, including owning and operating his own successful pest control business for 18 years. He now devotes his time to helping other PCOs and other WCOs double, triple, and even quadruple their businesses faster than they ever imagined. Be sure to check out his website, pestcontrolmarketer.com. For more information about Hal's coaching program, you can reach him at 770-993-0004 or email him hal at halcoleman.com. Mike Stewart is known as the Internet Audio and Video Guy. Since the birth of the Internet, Mike has been showing small business owners how to get more new customers, increase their sales, and grow their businesses online using audio and video, now with iPhones and Android phones. For more information about Mike's coaching program and his online training courses, visit MikeStewartCoaching.com or email him, Mike, at InternetAudioGuide.com. Well, hello, folks. This is Hal Coleman, better known as Mr. Offline, here again with another episode of the Pest Control Marketing Podcast with my good friend and mentor, Mr. Online, better known as Mikey Stewart. How you doing, Mike? Oh, I'm doing great, Hal. You know what? Uh, we've had a great week. I, I don't care if I time stamp this because just got back from Atlanta with a great weekend with my brother, and we made some huge strides for 2019 this uh, past February um, in marketing and what's new and what's coming. And you know what? Uh, this weekend's workshop was an inspiration for something that you and I totally forgot about. And, you know, you need to tell, but you need to clarify when you said you did that with your brother, you need to tell him who your brother is. Well, you're my brother from another mother. I was an only well, child. I was, I'm sorry, but you know, I used to pray that I didn't get a brother, but you know what? I wish I had a real brother. And so you're it. Well, you're the brother I never had too. So that's, that's, uh, we've been, we've been working together and arguing together and, and, and doing projects together for how long? Oh, you know what? It's soon going to be 40 years. It no kidding. And and I was thinking about that the other day. That's just amazing. You know, <clears throat> and you remember the first time we met, it was, uh, uh, if you listen, if the folks, if you listen to the podcast we did about Larry Latimer, uh, it's called, I think five minute conversation that changed my life. I think that's the name of the title of the podcast, but Larry, uh, I was down at that, uh, you know, I've been in the pest control business for 45 years, but that was my day job. My night job was songwriting and, and performing. I had a band. I played in clubs. I used to go to Nashville and pitch my songs and write with people. And, uh, I was, uh, pitching songs to Southern tracks records, uh, here in Atlanta where I live. And, uh, I was introduced to a guy down there. I, I used to do singing sound alikes and I, and people say I could do Willie Nelson better than Willie Nelson. That was my strong point. Singing like Willie Nelson. I made a lot of money singing like Willie Nelson in those days. Yeah. And uh, I just used to pray that he didn't die because it would have been the end of my sound alike career, you know. But uh, so I'm playing, uh, I'm down at Southern Tracks Records playing a couple of songs for uh, Cotton Carrier. You remember Cotton Carrier? Oh, absolutely. Old what a standby Grand Ole Opry guy, you know. Yeah. And this was back Genuine in the, guy. 
back in the late 70s, and I played a couple of songs for him, and I was there with Barry Etris, uh, and uh, Barry said, well, Hal, do your Willie Nelson sound, sing a song like Willie Nelson. He said, Cotton, he said, Hal can sound exactly like Willie Nelson. So I picked up a guitar that was there, and I started playing, and I started singing a Willie Nelson song, and all of a sudden, in a minute, this guy sticks his head in the office, and his eyes are kind of bugged out, and he looked in there, and he looked at me, and he looked around the room, and he said, my God, he said, I heard that voice coming down the hall. And I said, Willie Nelson is in Cotton's office. And he said, I came running down here and, and it's you. Barry introduced me to this guy. It was Tom Long, mutual friend of ours from music business. Tom said, look, I got a friend who is, uh, who is looking for a Willie Nelson sound alike to sing a bunch of jingles for automobile dealerships and banks. And he said, he's never going to find anybody that sounds like you. He said, would you be willing to sing some bank jingles and, and for some pretty good money to sing these jingles? And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. So he said, well, look, I'm going to put you in touch with this guy. His name's Larry Latimer. And he said, uh, uh, I'm going to tell him about you. And so I gave Tom my phone number back then. There were no cell phones or anything. So Larry Latimer calls me up and he said, you know, Tom says, you, you sound more like Willie Nelson than Willie Nelson. So I said, well, I've been told that. So. He hired me to uh, sing some jingles. He said, I'm going to send you over to this studio over in Lawrenceville. And he said, the uh, guy's name's Mike Stewart. And so you go over there and he'll record this stuff. So I came over to your house. Remember, you were living in a little split level at the time. And uh, my wife and two kids running around in there. And so we go in the house. And so one of your upper bedrooms in the split level house was your recording studio. And so you said, well, here, we're going to record it in here. I, you know, I'd never been in a professional recording studio of any kind. And, uh, so you never had on a pair of professional headphones and all of this stuff. So I was kind of excited. So you said, well, I don't have a sound booth, so, uh, you're going to need to come in here in the bathroom. So you ran this cord all the way down the hall into the bathroom. And you said, this is where you'll sing. So just, just sit here on the on the toilet and you put the microphone up in front of me and I sat down on the toilet and you went in the other room and I could hear you through the headphones. So the first paying gig I ever got in the jingle business was singing like Willie Nelson on your toilet. <laughs> so I just want to thank you for, for, for launching my career in such a dramatic and unforgettable way. But we did a lot of jingles back then, didn't we, Mike? Absolutely. And, and, and the thing that was, you know, fascinating is, you know, we've, we've introduced Larry to our, to our listeners. Cause Larry, we didn't know at the time, you know, Tom Long, the guy you mentioned said, uh, I've got this guy named Larry Latimer, Latimer, and, uh, he needs to get some recording done. And prior to that jingle day, Larry was out writing songs and recording them. And, and Tom was impressed that I was one of the few people in Atlanta that could make good sounding recordings at home on a tape recorder the, back in those days you know home recording equipment was was pretty rare and uh i worked really really hard to make my recording sound as close to records as possible and i remember playing my songs for tom he says i don't like your songs but where'd you record them i said in my bedroom at home and he he was just blown away with that so he introduced me to larry before he introduced larry to you and and if it makes you feel any better, Mike, he didn't like my songs either. Okay, well there you go. I, I, that that's that's here and there. Uh, but one of the things that was really great about that story, and the reason I want folks to hear this story, is uh, number one. Uh, I remember Larry saying, "You know, uh, 
could you do a jingle at this house in this bedroom? And I said, well, yeah, Larry, it's like one one third the length of a song. So I guess I could do three jingles for every song that we do because <laughs> they're three <laughs> times as long. And he says, I got an idea of marketing. And I always thought, you got an idea of marketing? Hey, I was 25 years old at the time. That was It was 40 years. 1979 was the year. And I was doing it on what was called a four-track tape recorder. It was really, really hard to make radio-worthy recordings. But Larry taught me a lot about marketing it with jingles back in that day. And, and that's the story of how you and I became acquainted and later became friends and brothers. Uh, and brothers in marketing. And, of course, Larry just proved to be just the marketing genius he was. I had no idea. I thought of him originally as a songwriter. But he was so much more than that. So, you know, at our workshop we had just about a week ago, um, this is February 2019, so if you're listening to this two or three years from now, the, the date's irrelevant, it's evergreen. We told the story about how you and I got together uh, doing jingles. And what blew me away is that you and I had totally forgot about you know, in all of the things we're doing with YouTube videos and blogging and now podcasting and Google AdWords and the internet and all the things that I do so much love, um, jingles are what Larry used to call audio logos. In other words, when you get, you know, if you look at Coca-Cola or Delta Airline, Delta has a triangle. I mean, you have a visual logo. But a jingle is an audio logo. In other words, people can hear it and remember who you are and what you do. And Larry also taught me how powerful those are. Now, let's get back to the workshop this weekend. We told this story, and one of our good uh, coaching clients, one of your coaching clients, one of my internet marketing clients who loves what we teach, you know, he attended the, uh, the seminar. And that next morning, if you recall at breakfast, Eric Gardner, gets up to us and he says, uh, Mike, how could, could you put me a jingle together? And I was blown away, Hal. I thought, well, yeah, I mean, we've been doing that for 40 years. I didn't even think about what are you going to do with it? And he said, well, he said, there's this lawyer in Chattanooga that has a jingle that says his name and, and, and sings his name and sings his phone number. And he says, I, I hear it on the radio. I hear, I see it in YouTube. I see it on, I hear it on Facebook. In other words, he says, I'm hearing it on the internet and I'm hearing it on radio. I'm hearing it everywhere. And he says, I can't get that guy's phone number out of my head. And it just made me realize, you know, we need to do an episode on the power of jingles. And let me, let me tell you why that's powerful. And Larry taught me this years ago. When you take the the English language or any language for that matter, but the English language, and you sing it to melody. You assign a melody to the to that verbiage. Memory retention is quadrupled four times. And the reason we know this is scientific is because text and words are one side of the brain. Left, let's say left brain. I don't remember which one it is. And music is art and creative and it's right brain. So when you when you set verbiage or words to melody, memory retention is quadrupled. 
And let me, let me, this is what Larry used to say. Let me prove that to you. And back in the day, he used uh, an example that probably wouldn't work today unless you're a baby boomer. But I'll tell you the one that works to this day. My two-year-old granddaughter can say 26 unrelated sounds, 26 unrelated verbiage pieces of, uh, of, of text. Yeah, I had a parrot that used to be able to do that. Okay. And that's, the reason that two-year-old can memorize those 26 unrelated sounds is because they're set to melody. If I sat down with Martinique and I said A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, L, M, O, P. In other words, I just recited the alphabet. There's no way that two-year-old could memorize it. But she can go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. We all did it as nursery. It's the fact that we're using left and right brain associating verbiage with melody is the power of jingles. And Larry taught me that years ago. Um, he used to go in, and when he made his presentation to prove the power of jingles, he used to put a little melody on there. And and it'd be interesting, Hal, if you remember this melody, because you're a baby boomer, you might remember this, but the power of it. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. That jingle has not run in over 40 years. And you remember the name of the product and something about the product, their, what their positioning statement. That's yeah, I remember how, the, yeah, I remember the words to the jingle. I haven't heard that in, in, in over 40 years. Yeah, it's been illegal to run those jingles on television or radio in 40 years. That's the power of jingles. That's the power of associating melody with marketing message. So, so... Larry was was brilliant at, at explaining that to people, and and of course I loved his um, presentation. He would do that, and that would prove the power of jingles, just like the alphabet, um, and just like uh, you know the, the Winston jingle. And so when you have verbiage that you want the market to remember and have prevalent, you know, you ever heard that people say, you know, I can't get that song out of my head. Yeah. You've never heard anybody say, I can't get that script out of my head. <laughs> but, you know, I never heard anybody say that when they were talking about one of my songs. Well, there you I, go. That I just, yeah, there you go. Well, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So so the, the, the point of today's podcast is just to talk about it dawned on me, and it's like, you know, sometimes you get those aha moments. You know, when Eric said... um Look at this lawyer's jingle. And all the jingle was was singing his business website and his phone number. That was it. But he said because they put that up everywhere and the Internet. You know, the, the thing that used to be back when Larry and I were doing jingles, the only place you could run jingles was radio and television, cable TV and radio. That was it. That's the only place that people would ever hear that melody and marketing message. But that's not true today, Hal. you got the ability to, to still do radio. Radio is pretty affordable in some markets. TV, cable TV. But now there's video ads on YouTube. There are videos that you post on YouTube. In other words, when you put up a YouTube video, you should tag it with your jingle. More importantly, did you know there's video Facebook ads? 
you can put up a video ad and then tag it with your jingle that tells people uh, to um, uh, search for you, click for you, and then or call your phone number. And guess where they're going to be watch- listening to these ads or these videos? On their phones. Did you know Spotify is inviting everyone to buy radio ads? You can go into to the uh, Spotify, which is popular with the whole world and music. You can buy very cheap audio ads on Spotify. You, so, so the internet is a great place to use jingles. And why don't you tell the tell the thing that that's uh, uh, in Atlanta, and I think it's all over the South Sea, uh, Southeast, about the plumber. Yeah, there, there's a great story. There's a plumber here, and I think they're called Ames Plumbing. Uh, they've had their ads on radio for years, <clears throat> but they ended up a few years back. They painted all of the trucks pink because they were real involved with breast cancer research. So they put the little breast cancer ribbon logo thing on their trucks and they give. I think they give a portion of every dollar they sell goes to breast cancer. So, so people just kind of couldn't remember their names. Say, so, you know, the pink, the ones with the pink trucks. And so they, people began calling them the pink plumber. So now I guess a lot of people don't even know that their name was Ames plumbing. They just call them the pink plumber, but they've got a jingle on the radio that's been on for a long time. And they talk about plumber, but here's the jingle Google pink plumber and click the link or call four Oh four two, two, two pink. Now they just gave out Google pink plumber and click the link. They gave out their URL they gave a distinct call to action and they gave out their phone number and I can say it in my sleep because I've heard it on the radio a lot of times. Well, and in fact, at our website, Pest Control Marketing Podcast, I'm going to post the Pink Plumber YouTube video because they are all over YouTube with that jingle and videos. Every video that they did, Hal, I did a little research since we talked to Eric, um, and they are using that jingle to reach cell phones through YouTube, Facebook, all the internet strategies. So, so the same psychologies of jingles uh, still work with the new technology. So, so today's conversation was jingles are just as valuable, if not more valuable, than they ever have been. And and one of the things that I'm going to play right now for you is. We did the, did this for uh, Eric, uh, volunteer Ritterpest. I'm going to play the jingle right now. Well, hold on. Before you do that, let me throw in one more. There's a pest control company out there that's had a jingle for years, too. It's Cook's Pest Control. They're here in, around the south, and their headquarters is over in Alabama. <clears throat> and they've got a jingle. Looky, looky, looky. Here comes Cookie, Cook's Pest Control. Now, anybody that listens to radio in the south can probably sing that jingle, but but they didn't give you their phone number and, and, and no URL. So if you heard that jingle and you had a pest problem and you didn't know who to call, you would know the name of their company, but you wouldn't know how to get in touch with them. So now you've got to go search for them and search for the number. And there's a good idea when you pull up the search, other companies are going to come up and you might decide to go with somebody else. So so all of these, it's a, it's you see there, they kind of missed the boat on that. I think. Well, it's because they produce. But I can hunt, but I can sing their jingle in my sleep. Absolutely, but they they did that jingle before there was an internet, and they haven't changed it. They haven't updated it. Yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna play the jingle right now. Google bombing, 
Well, you know how that, what'd you think? We did exactly what we were talking about in that jingle for Eric. We gave, we told people to Google his name, which by the way, if you Google volunteer Redipest, he's number one in the world for his name. And then we told people to call his phone number. And uh, it, it inspired us to realize that, you know what, Hal, when you use response triggers and you leverage audio jingles with the internet, it is a marketing bonanza. And, you know, that's one of the things that Hal and I are starting to do um, because Hal is an uh, an expert at writing the perfect sales marketing message. Uh, and he also does voiceovers. And I used on our on the jingle here, since I'm in Nashville, golly, that was Adam Cunningham who came in third uh, in The Voice, um, an amazing singer. And so there's so many talented people here in Nashville. We have the ability to launch uh, a jingle business that we can deliver over the internet. You know, when Larry and I did these jingles, it was hard. It required tape and FedEx. And now today, it's we can uh, produce this effect for people all over the world. Uh, all we need is uh, a name of a business and uh, and and teach you how to use this jingle. So anyway, I just wanted to yeah. let you know that our workshop and Eric Gard. I, I can't thank Larry Latimer, Eric Gardner. And our workshop for opening my eyes to something that will help PCOs all over the world. So you're going to play the jingle now? Well, it, through the magic of editing, I already have. Oh, okay. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. I keep forgetting that you edit this stuff. Oh, that's cool. Boy, wasn't that a great jingle, Mikey? <laughs> I knew you would like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, I've heard it before, so I know, and it sounds awesome, and Eric just knocked out with it, so that's great. Well, listen, yeah, so uh, we should have been doing this a long time ago, Mike, but we just, you and I both, we have so many projects on the back burner, and we just keep trying to move more and more of them to the front, and and uh, find more ways to serve our clients and our audience. And so, you know, they say the the timing w wasn't right in the past, I guess, but with the technology now and you living in Nashville and your access to musicians and singers and everything else, the time is right. So we're going to, we're going to be taking uh, uh, the jingle business to our clients and helping people get on the radio with some killer, killer uh jingles and uh, and it's going to it's going to revolutionize their business well you know mr offline radio and tv is your world but facebook youtube and spotify is the online world which is an audio world as well yes that's right that's right so uh you want to wrap it up yeah you know i'll tell you what if you have any questions about any of these things that we do I highly recommend you take Hal up on his offer and call him at 770-993-0004 and be sure to, you know, Hal would love to see how he can help you and, and, and uh, work with you and, and, you know, evaluate where things are with you in your business. Uh, we have people calling Hal every week. And, and it's an opportunity for you to see, you know, if, if it's a great fit. And I offer that as well. I, I have my cell phone with me at all times. That's the only phone number, you know, in this day and age, uh, the only phone number I deal with is, I don't even have a landline anymore, but my phone number is 
826-3662. I didn't get rid of my Georgia number, and I'll keep that Georgia number for the rest of my life. Uh, and I would love to review your website, tell you my 13 steps, uh, and now I'm going to have to make it 14 with jingle, uh, with jingles. But there are 13 steps that you need to pay attention to to make sure that you don't leave anything out to get your online presence uh, uh, really optimized to where it needs to be. So we would love to hear from you. We'd love to have a call. We'd love to, for you to share our podcast with your uh, pest control PCO colleagues. We'd love you to review us at iTunes. Uh, and more importantly, we want you to always be a subscriber. And if we can help and change and make a difference in your business, you know, that's what we're here for. And we appreciate you so much. We sure do, folks. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Pest Control marketing podcast and now here's a word from our sponsor google pest control marketer grow your business like never before call 770-993-0004 did you hear that that is a jingle but more than that it is an audio logo and what i call a marketing earworm but, you know, that's a bug, that's a worm you want in your local market on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and podcasts like you're listening to right now. Yes, you should do a podcast as a PCO, but we'll talk about that another time. You want your market singing Google your name, what you do, and your phone number. Simple, but it works. If you want to cash in on this marketing bonanza, go to PestControlMarketingJingles.com to learn more. Or just call me, Mike Stewart, at 770-826-3662. Or call Hal Coleman at 770-993-0004. And we would love to show you how to do what we call search and call advertising with earworms. And oh yeah, it works on that old-timey technology of radio and television. Why don't you call us today and learn more? Google Pest Control, marketer, grow your business like never before. Call 770-993-0004.